Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries of First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. A reading from Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Look, I am sending my messenger who will clear the path before me. Suddenly the Lord whom you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you take delight is coming, says the Lord of heavenly forces. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can withstand his appearance? He is like the refiner's fire or the cleaner's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. They will belong to the Lord presenting a righteous offering. The offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord in an ancient days and in former years. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And their wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill will be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. In this time of Advent, as we prepare for the way of the Lord, we are in the wilderness. Or we should be in the wilderness. A time of preparation, a time of waiting, a time to experience God anew. But if we were honest with ourselves, we kind of want to skip past the first two weeks of Advent, the second coming, judgment. Oh, I mean, can we just scoop past the jingle bells and all the happiness that comes in the season of Christmas? But if we were really back in the first century and about the time in which the historical context births the narrative of Jesus, there were no bells ringing. There were the Jews waiting and waiting for years and years and years for the Savior to come. And today is about peace. Peace. So how do we have peace in the midst of our scripture today? How did those so long ago find this peace in the midst of oppression, in the midst of a lowly status in their society? How did they find peace? And how too can we find peace as we prepare the way of the Lord? I'm doing a, um, an Advent study on noon, on Wednesday, noon to one in the gathering room. 
And the study is called Mary Had a Baby. It's, it's based off African-American spirituals. And it is, I think you would think it's probably kind of weird to go to African-American spirituals in the middle of Advent. But my ancestors found a commonality of common experience of oppression and things not going well for them, waiting for the Savior to come, just like the Jews were waiting for salvation to come. And in those songs, there is, there is a hope, there is a constant ex expectation and waiting. And what would our lives look like if we were always waiting and expecting for the train of glory to come our way so we can jump on the train to glory. And that is what Advent is about, of waiting and expecting and waiting and preparing and waiting and waiting and waiting. And sometimes we wait so long, we, we, we kind of lose our faith a little bit. But Advent is a reminder of waiting on the one who makes the promises. Because the one who makes the promises is trustworthy. You know who the one who makes the promises? The scripture tells us, we're reminded of the scripture over and over again when the, when the folks of the, 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 the Israelites were in the wilderness of captivity in Babylon, they are in the wilderness. And they're just waiting and often, and, and what God does, he comes and, and, and the scripture we have today comes, Malachi is based on Isaiah 40 and 3. As they are out in the, in the wilderness waiting and waiting, uh, and what does God do? He sings, sends a voice out in the wilderness of comfort and peace. Let them know their suffering and oppression is over. It's, it's coming, it's coming. Just wait, wait upon the Lord. And they're waiting and waiting to get this voice while they too are out in the wilderness. And if we were honest with ourselves, we find ourselves in our own little moments and life we have now in the wilderness. I don't know what that looks like for you, but some of you, it's, we're still in the pandemic. We've lost loved ones during the pandemic. We lost loved ones despite the pandemic. We, we, we have our own anxieties. We have our own depression. We have our own family that's doing this and that, and we're worried sick. We have our own sickness in our body. Is there anyone out in the wilderness? We're waiting for that confirmation. We're waiting for that peace to come. Well, this is a perfect time for us to be reminded that if we just wait, and not be discouraged. We will find the peace that comes when we are in the wilderness. So we have the, the pre-exile of the scripture of Isaiah 40 and 3. When they are in exile, they're waiting to be free. And then we turn over to our scriptures to, um, in Malachi. It's post-exile. They are they are free, but they find themselves still in a situation where their temple has been built. But the Parisians, they're, they're still powerful, and then some are finding to find allegiance to the heathen um, kings out there. And still trying to make sense of where God is because their situation has not quite changed. And they are asking, too, for the Lord to come. And we have to be careful when we start asking the Lord to come. <laughs> Because it's oftentimes not what we want. We, we, we have a prayer over here, but if we, when, when, Jesus, when God says, I'm coming, 
there's prepare the way for the Lord, that means we got to get ready for the, the presence of God in our lives. And that means for us to turn the mirror, to look at ourselves and ask, are we ready for the presence of God to be here amongst us? And the scripture reminds us they, they, are, they are asking, where is God? You know, they kind of were atheistic. You know, why are we worshiping and nothing's happening? Why are evildoers but they're prospering? Where is God? And so God sings Mal Malachi, which means my messenger, to provide them with a messenger message. I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight indeed is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of the coming and who can stand when he appears? He's asking them, he's telling them, prepare, prepare the, the, the royal highway because the presence of the Lord is coming. To prepare for the way of the Lord, prepare the way for the Lord, we have to prepare our own lives and hearts to experience the power of God in our lives. In the wilderness that the Israelites were feeling, they had legitimate reasons to feel the way they felt. And you may feel like God is not present for you either. But just wait upon the Lord as we find ourselves in the wilderness. In a recent book that I've read for my doctoral studies was Sister in the Wilderness by Dolores Williams. And it's a popular motif for us um, African-Americans to, to lean into the imagination of the wilderness experience. And it basically says that the world that we have going on here ain't right. And for me, in order for me to be able to endure this life that I've been given, that I have to go out to the wilderness. We're all in, a, in a, the wilderness in life itself, but there's another trope here that I would like to, to give for us today to think about is there is a, a physical wilderness, but there's also a spiritual wilderness. And the, the African-Americans who were enslaved, they found a physical place out in the hush harbors. They, they went out to these, the, out in the woods and out in the wilderness, a physical place to experience God. Can you imagine that? To find creative ways to be able to go out into the wilderness to experience God. And I'm going to read one of these slave, um, slave songs. It's a spiritual song. And a way for us to, to, to see what we can learn so that we're not afraid to be in this place of wilderness as we are waiting for the Savior to come into our lives anew. As we prepare the way for the Lord, we have to do the work for ourselves. We have to go out into that place where we can be spiritually renewed. You all know who Sojourner Truth is? She wrote a famous piece, Ain't I a Woman? And she was talking about it. She was crying, and nobody, was, nobody knew her pain of all her children to be stripped away from her to go so off into slavery. And she said, nobody, nobody, but God heard me. 
And that's called God talk. That's called the ability to, to only lean on the Lord for our strength in the midst of our wilderness experiences. And so the enslavers were the best theologians. And it says here, I wait upon the Lord. I wait upon the Lord. I wait upon the Lord my God who take away the sin of the world. If you want to find Jesus, go in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. Morning, brother. Go in the wilderness. You want to be a Christian? Go in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. You, you want to get religion? Go in the wilderness. If you expect to be converted, go in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. Oh, we've been married. Go in the wilderness. Flick this sister. Go in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. Say, ain't you a member? Go in the wilderness. Half done Christian? Go in the wilderness. Baptized member? Go in the wilderness. Oh, see, Brother Bristol, go in the wilderness. Jesus is waiting to meet you in the wilderness. Go in the wilderness. The wilderness was a place of, we're promised to meet God there for a moment of conversion, affliction, and sin. To be able to have the courage for another day to go and to, to face the realities of being enslaved. But they found this solace, this physical place in the wilderness to find experiences with God. In order to prepare the way for the Lord, we have to look at ourselves. And that's what Malachi is telling us to do. The messenger is saying, yes, you're asking for the Lord to come, but God is requiring something of you. The Levites, you're not doing right. You're doing all kind of um, corrupt things for, for, um, for offerings. You're giving me blind animals. You're, you're doing all kind of things. You're, you're, you, you turn away from this, this ritual life that, that brings wholeness and salvation. You forgot about the orphan. You don't care about justice. There are some things you have to do before you prepare for the Lord to come in our lives. Yes, you're asking where, why the evildoers seem to be prospering in life, but just a moment here. The ones who are asking for, oh, oh, oh come Emmanuel, need to be worried about yourselves. Because God comes first to to judge and to purify this community. Refining with soap, with fire of purifying the silver. And oftentimes we don't want to, in Advent, we don't talk, want to talk about judgment because we are afraid, we have fear for whatever that looks like. But this scripture reminds us that God is the one that's going to do the refining. Yes, we have free will, but this scripture is, is, is reminding that God is going to create in us a, a clean heart. That God is going to make us righteous. He's going to continue to refine us and clean us until we are righteous. Does that sound like a, a scary picture? It sounds like peace to me. It reminds me of peace because... We can't get it right. 
But oh, we have God who has given us the gift of grace that says, even though I know you out here, you're defiling the, the, the altar, you're, you're defiling the, the, the rituals of coming to, to, to the altar, to the, the, the rituals of the, this, um, the temple, despite all that you're doing, I'm yet still here. I'm yet still here in covenant with you, even though you don't value our relationship. I am still here waiting for you to turn towards me. And the prophets walk around just asking, God desire for the people to get it right. So he said, I'm going to send my messenger as repentance. I'm going to send my messenger for comfort for those who are out in the wilderness in both physical situations, the, the physical realities of life. But also, if you desire for me to come into your life, I'm coming. Prepare the way. The Lord is coming. That highway, that royal highway it needs to be cleared. And you know what that is? The things in our lives, our selfishness. I desire to have me first. I desire to have empty worship. We're just going through the motions. And sometimes we have to do that until we, till we, till we get ourselves together. So I'm not saying that. But not desiring true transformation because Advent is about that. It's about repentance. It's about it's metanoia. It's a real turnaround. A real turnaround. Not just what lip service says. I ask for forgiveness and nothing changes in, in the heart. Going in the wilderness is about transformation. It's about a real desire to go out. Because God's provenient grace is already out there waiting for us to say, hey, good morning, grace. Being in the wilderness has to be something that we desire to go out to. Because as we're reminded in the lyrics of the song, Jesus is awaiting to meet you in the wilderness. Jesus is awaiting to meet you in the wilderness. And so we prepare ourselves, but, you know, we don't stay in the wilderness. We, we have to go back out into real life after we've, we've had those transformational experiences. We had to come out, and there's another song coming out of the wilderness. You know what they're doing? They're shouting. They're shouting. And they're asking one another. These are, we're, we're communal in the black church. There's <laughs> a call and response all the time. That's why, you know, I ask you all to say amen every once in a while. I can't get out of my system. But this song, Come Out of the Wilderness, it says, how do you feel when you come out of the wilderness? Come out of the wilderness. Come out of the wilderness. Tell me, brother, how did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? And they're responding back and forth, about, back and forth. Tell me, sister. How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? Did you love your brother when you came out? Did you love your sister when you came out? Did you love the black sliding Christians when you came out of the wilderness? How did your soul feel? Happy when you came out. Tell us how you feel. To, so once you've been preparing and out in the wilderness, you met Jesus there, you had to go out and come out of the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord and for others to experience it too. Because if you share your experience, it's contagious. 
And people want to know how did you, I just saw you over there going through. But now all of a sudden there's a change in your disposition. You, you say, I got so much joy in me, I can't keep it to myself. Anybody ever had that before? But oftentimes we, we don't get there because we are afraid to go sit with the things we have in us, the things we are carrying. But this morning and during Advent, whatever you're holding on to, this is a perfect time you say, I want to go to the wilderness. I want to be really transformed. I want to experience God in new ways, and I want to go out and, and just yelling. I want to be the voice of the people right now that are experiencing wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord because God is on the way. And God reminds us, I am coming. I'm coming to the temple. We don't have temples anymore, but you know what? We are the temple. And John reminds us, those who, who, who believe in the one who sent Jesus, I will come and make it home in you. Prepare the way of the Lord requires something of us, refining, purification, courage, and to stand on the promises. All of today's scripture is just reminding us the one who made the promises is here in this thing called life, in this thing called the wilderness. And that's much of our life, much of the lives of most people outside of the United States. And the people here that are, are born into systems of, 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 of systematic oppression, immigrants coming to our borders seeking new homes because back home is, is just not safe. So it's not just about our transformation, but as coming out of the wilderness, but it's to, to be a voice to prepare the way for the Lord for others to experience. It's about justice. Advent is about justice. Because when, when God comes in, when, 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 when John was in the wilderness crying out, prepare the way of the Lord, Jesus came on the, on the scene taking on the same message. The Lord coming means things will be disrupted. The lowly will be raised up. Those who don't have a voice will be heard. Those that have tears, tears will be wiped away. There's newness to be experienced in this life, and that's what God promised us, that I'm coming. I'm coming to restore, to bring new life through this, my son, Jesus Christ. So it's for us to reflect and continue to turn towards the wilderness so we can come out. And that the highway that God is asking us to prepare is being prepared even now. Prepare the way of the Lord so that all can see salvation is here. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. 
we come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.